0: And obviously concern about the chia is that a lot of adults are using this in diet culture as a weight loss tool, making chia seed pudding, which if you follow the standard chia seed pudding recipe, you're ending up with 16 grams of insoluble fiber, which I see people feed it to their babies, and it's super dangerous. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Chia seed or flax seed, which one is better for babies? Can babies even have chia seed or flax seed safely? What would be the benefit? What should we watch out for? We're gonna just do a real quick overview of both of these as they pertain to babies. I don't know if you guys have chia seed or flax seed in your cabinets. They're not on the 100 First Foods list. People sometimes email or comment, you know, why don't you have those on there? Like you have to stop somewhere when it comes to 100 foods um, on the 100 First Foods list. We have lots of other sources of carbohydrate and omega-3 fatty acids and iron on there. But obviously your baby's going to end up eating way more than 100 foods down the road. And you might be wondering about chia seed or flax seed, which is why... We're doing this today. Now, I like to start each of these mini baby led weaning training episodes with a BLW tip of the day. And that is that if you do not eat egg, so if your baby is allergic to egg or your family is vegan and you're not offering animal foods, you can use both chia seed and flaxseed to make an egg substitute. So a lot of times I teach families how to make fritters for baby lead weaning to make some of those harder to feed whole grains or some you know, leftover proteins you might have or cooked vegetables. You can usually put them into a fritter, cut them into strips about the size of your adult pinky finger that babies can eat with their whole hands because they don't have their pincer grasp early on in baby lead weaning, right? But if you don't eat eggs, people are like, what holds everything together in the fritter? Well, you can do a chia seed substitute or a flax seed substitute. I've done both of them for hundreds of different types of fritters. They never work as well as egg, but they're a pretty good substitute if you can't or don't eat egg. So here's how you do the chia seed or flaxseed substitute, which to be honest, the only reason I have chia seed and flaxseed in my pantry is for making BLW fritters because I always make an egg-free version to show you guys that as well. So one tablespoon of chia seed or flaxseed, not both. Well, I guess you could do both. I should try that, a combo one. But if you're doing chia seed or flaxseed, take one tablespoon of it and mix it with three tablespoons of water. You mix it together with a fork or a little whisk, let it sit for about five to 10 minutes until it gets a little bit gelatinized. It actually becomes like the texture of an egg white. And then that equates to one egg. And you can use that in your fritter recipe. If you use it in some baked goods recipes, it definitely does not work as well. But as I mentioned, flaxseed or chia seed works great for an egg substitute. I also, if I run out of eggs, we eat eggs in my house. But if I run out and I'm making fritters um, for babies, then I'll use that as well. So let's look at the difference between chia seed and flaxseed and kind of break down Before we get into it, I do want to just say that these are not like staple foods that I'm using regularly for babies. Um, I just wanted to do a nutrient kind of comparison and then share a little bit about them. A lot of times parents will have these foods on hand and ask, is it safe for babies to eat? And we need to talk about kind of the context in which they're used. So, well, flaxseed to start out with, you can't just serve flaxseed. It has to be ground ground in order for humans to digest it. So we don't do flax seeds. You don't eat flax seeds. It's the flax seed meal. So I have right here on my desk, a bag of each chia seeds and flax seeds. I've got Bob's Red Mill flax seed meal. So it's like kind of like sawdust basically is the best way to describe it. And then a bag of Trader Joe's chia seeds. And the serving size for each of these is two tablespoons. So when we do the nutrient comparison, we'll be comparing like for like. One thing I do like about flax seed is they tend to be cheaper flaxseed meal is definitely cheaper portion by portion than chia seeds. Chia seeds are this cyclical trend. They always pop up every decade, right? From the days of the chia pet. And then people use them for smoothies a couple while ago. And then now people are using it for chia seed pudding. So they kind of come and go with regards to popularity, but chia definitely on an upswing. So it's a trendier food tends to be a little bit more expensive. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Um, as far as iron goes, um, both of these are relatively decent sources of iron. When I look at a nutrition facts panel, I'm usually looking for one milligram iron or more per serving. And then I call that an iron food for babies. And not all the foods we offer have one milligram of iron, because of course, fruits and vegetables and um, don't have iron. Those are important foods for babies to have. But we do want to just pay attention to iron. And so in a relatively small amount volume wise of food, you you can get a milligram of iron, which is great for babies. Having said that, there's definitely some reasons why we're going to want to hold off on large portions of this, which we'll get to in a second. So both flax seeds and chia seeds have iron. Chia has almost double the amount of iron, so 1.7 milligrams of iron in a two-tablespoon serving, but flaxseed is still impressive, one milligram of iron in a two-tablespoon serving. So they're both relatively decent sources of iron. And one of the reasons why both chia seed and flaxseed kind of get elevated in the nutrition realm is because they are both considered the best sources of plant-based omega-3 fatty acids. So the alpha-linolenic acid. So if you're familiar with omega-3 fatty acids, the plant-based ones, the ALA, okay? Alpha-linolenic acid is a plant-based essential omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acid. So it's one of the good fats, okay? And it's plant-based, okay? There are other sources of omega-3s, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast and the role that omega-3s play in your baby's brain development, But you can get some omega-3s, albeit from a different type, from plant foods, okay? And these these are important because they have to be obtained by the diet, okay? Your body doesn't have the capacity to make adequate amounts of these essential fatty acids. When something's essential in nutrition, it means you have to get it from your diet. Your body can't make it. Now, is it essential that your baby eats flaxseed and or chia seed? No, absolutely not. By offering your baby a variety of foods, including a variety of plant foods, they'll naturally be accumulating these omega-3 fatty acids. But as far as like a concentrated source goes, there's really no benefit or research that shows like, oh my gosh, babies need you know really high amounts of this. I wanted to just point out that you your baby is perfectly fine if you never ever serve them chia seed or flaxseed. I'm more inclined to be using flaxseed meal and I'll explain why in a moment. A lot of it has to do with the cost, but I don't want you guys to feel pressured into buying this. I'm just kind of showing you the comparison because parents oftentimes will ask about it. Again, so the flaxseed meal is the one you have to grind in order for the baby to digest it. So we serve the meal, okay? Now, as far as precautions go, there are these flax cyanogenic glycosides. So basically these compounds that if you consume too many of them, they can bind with sulfur compounds, they can form thiocyanates, which can lead to impaired thyroid function. Okay, now I don't want you to be worrying about this for your baby. I just want you to know though, as with most things, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. So we don't want to go doing like mega doses of these foods to get a little bit of a nutrition benefit when there could be a potential drawback. As far as, I guess we go ahead and go back to the nutrition profile, when we looked at the calories, so flaxseed has 70 calories in a two tablespoon serving, chia has 120. Who cares, right? Because we don't care about how many calories a baby is eating. As far as fats go, flaxseed meal is four and a half grams compared to chia, which is eight. But again, my goal is not to fill my baby up with fats or to really stress about what types of fats they're eating, especially in the baby led weaning phase, when they're just learning how to eat real food. Okay. If you look at the breakdown of omega-3 ALA, yes, chia seed has slightly more, but again, your baby could be getting adequate amounts of the omega-3 fatty acids from a variety of lots of other foods. There's no like, you know, widespread public health concern that babies aren't getting enough omega-3 fatty acids. It's certainly not a nutrient of concern, meaning that we're not concerned about babies being deficient in it. However, If the baby was deficient in it because of inadequate nutrition, failure to thrive, underlying health issues, certainly there could be cognitive impairment because of the role that omega-3s play in lots of things, including brain health, blood health, bone health, etc. As far as fiber goes, a lot of adults love chia seed over flaxseed because there's definitely more fiber. Okay, And I want to just caution that a lot of times people are using chia seeds and to a lesser degree flaxseeds in adult nutrition world diet culture to make themselves feel fuller for longer right both of these absorb water they stick around in your gut for longer a lot of that has to do with their fiber profile okay and they can make you feel artificially full fine if you're trying to lose weight as an adult and this is the way you've decided to do it that works for you but we don't want to make our babies feel artificially full so we're not going to go start pumping them full of chia seed that absorbs a ton of water takes up room in their gut takes longer to digest alleviates their feelings of hunger Because I don't want to mess with that feedback loop that babies should be learning how to respond to with regards to feelings of hunger, eating food, the feelings of hunger going away, stopping eating food, then they feel hungry later and they eat food. Okay, we want babies to start to learn how to be able to use food to respond to their feelings of hunger and satiety. Okay, we don't want to mess up that feedback loop by making them feel artificially full. And in very, very small amounts, that's not a concern. However, if you look at the way, especially that chia seed is used In the general population, a lot of times chia seed puddings are really popular. So, you know, the the typical chia seed pudding recipe is take a quarter of a cup of chia seeds, that's four tablespoons and a quarter of a cup, right? So it's two servings, okay, and mix it with a cup of coconut milk. If you were to serve that to your baby, okay, that would have as far as more protein than the baby needs for the entire day, okay? And and babies like pudding consistencies. And when your baby gets proficient at eating, they could eat a significant amount of that. But with all of that fiber in their belly, then it making them feel artificially full and then potentially displacing other nutrient-dense foods. You know, a diet chia seed pudding intended to help an adult feel fuller for longer so they don't overeat is not an appropriate application for a food for a baby. So again, in small portions, these are perfectly fine. Do you need to feel like you got to go out and buy some for your baby right now? Absolutely not. Why? Because there are many other sources of iron and omega-3 fatty acids that babies can eat from their diet, from both plant foods, and then you can get a different type of omega-3s if your family does eat animal foods. Besides baby-led weaning, what other type of podcasts do you like to listen to? Well, if you're into true crime and you also dig traveling, I want to tell you about a new podcast you are going to love. The new podcast is called Slaycation. And it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that all take place on vacation. So the show is hosted by a true crime fanatic and her comedy writer husband, and he has a TV producing partner. So Slaycation brings a totally unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, what the heck stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, their two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended up underwater, every episode of Slaycation will have you asking accident or murder. But it's not just the stories that will intrigue you. I think you're going to love the discussion between the longtime married couple and the business partners. They also happen to be an Emmy-nominated TV producers. Every episode of Slaycation also includes humor and takeaway and travel tips that are going to keep your next family vacation from becoming your last So if you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So from the fiber standpoint, a lot more fiber in chia seed, which again, I like high fiber foods for babies that are naturally occurring sources that they're learning how to eat in appropriate portions, but I'm not going to go favor one food over another because of its fiber content. And as far as its protein goes, Chia is a little bit higher in protein. Again, adults love that because the protein, the fiber and the fat is what makes you feel fuller for longer. Again, we're trying to prevent unnecessary or artificial feelings of fullness in our babies. The iron is probably, I would say, impressive in both of them. So if I had to break it down, which one would you choose, chia or flax? As I mentioned, you can definitely get by without either of these for your baby. But if I had to pick, I would say that flax seed meal is a food that I find myself using more for baby led weaning. It's more affordable. It's already ground up in a form that's easy for all human bodies, including babies, to absorb. It's got one milligram of iron, which is great. It's a rich source of that omega-3 alpha-linolenic acid, the ALA acid, the the ones we got to get somewhere in the diet, okay? It's got a little bit of fat in there. One thing I like about flaxseed as well is that the flaxseed meal, from a taste standpoint, it has a slighter, nuttier flavor. Chia seeds don't taste like anything. That's fine. Neither does tofu, and babies love it. But the slightly nuttier flavor of flaxseed, I think, is kind of unique. Now, what would be our precautions? Okay, any either chia seed or flaxseed, you might have experienced this yourself if you've ever overdone it with one of these, can cause digestive issues if eaten too much. So I think we've already kind of covered the feelings of artificial fullness. So they're both beneficial in that they've got those essential omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids, but they both can be problematic in that if eaten in portions too large, they can cause digestive issues. Okay. Uh, Neither of these I have on the hundred first foods list because there's many, many other foods I would choose to feed a baby before. As far as precautions go, really high intakes of the flaxseed could lead to impaired thyroid function. Too much of any good thing is not a good thing. Um, I was just kind of looking through some of the literature about potential food safety concerns regarding either of these. and An interesting recall popped up from the Oregon Food Bank in 2020 um, on the FDA website for chia seeds and of huge batch that was donated to the Oregon Food Bank had been contaminated with rodent droppings. So that's it's not a something you would you know ideally want in your baby's food. We have a very, very, very safe food supply in this country and I don't think you need to be concerned about rodent droppings in your baby's foods. How do I use these in baby led weaning? I find myself using flaxseed significantly more often than chia seed. Really the only time I use chia seed is to make that egg substitute if I'm making vegan or egg-free fritters or baking with it. I do think the chia seed egg substitute works slightly better. This is just like anecdotal from doing this for years now and many, many different baby lead weaning recipes works a little bit better at holding everything together than the flax seed does, but they both are fine. The chia seed pudding concerns me. I definitely see people feeding that to their baby. I don't like the idea of a baby getting a quarter of a cup of chia seeds, which again would be um, 16 grams of fiber which is going to keep your baby, it's going to jack up their gut pretty bad. So there's no reason to make chia seed pudding um, for your baby. Your baby can just eat yogurt if you like that consistency. Or if you do it, do it in, in very, very small portions just to avoid some of those potential digestive disorders or issues. With regards to flaxseed meal, I use it a lot for rolling slippery foods in. So I always teach about, you know, it's fine for your baby to eat slippery foods. Parents will be like, what, what can I do to make the foods less slippery? You don't have to do anything. Learning how to eat slippery foods and pick them up is part of learning how to eat. But if you want to do things like, you know, banana spears or avocado slices, you can roll them in. I talk about high iron foods that also add traction. So chia or flaxseed meal is one of the ones that I really like. Again, it kind of looks and tastes like sawdust, um, but it adds a little bit of iron as well. I use it in pancakes sometimes. So I'll use a small amount of it to replace whatever the flour is that I'm offering or I'll also use it as the uh, vegan egg replacer. So in summary, I like flaxseed a little bit more than chia seed, but they're both fine in small amounts for your baby. And it's totally fine if you decide that you don't want to do any of these for your baby either. All right. Hope you guys learned a little bit about chia or flax. Interested to hear your thoughts because I know people have thoughts especially about some of these trendier food items. If you want to leave a comment, the best place is on a review for the podcast. Leaving a review of the Baby Led Weeding Made Easy podcast helps other parents find the podcast. And I read every single review. I get the best ideas. If you have an idea for an episode two or something you've been worrying about or wondering about when it comes to feeding your baby, if you would kindly leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, it helps so much to get this podcast found by other parents who are interested in this important evidence-based information. And it's a great place to drop your comments, thoughts about the podcast and any ideas you have for a future episode. So thanks so much for listening. I'll link up the research articles, the different resources related to chia and flaxseed, and then I'll outline that substitute for chia or flax in place of egg. I'll put it all in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at plwpodcast.com slash 273. Thanks so much for listening. Bye now.